Information for the independent. Chella Luna Metsimara, Mamma Mimma, Mara Dada. Fig me a putterada, Mamma Mepa, Sacha Tu. Sitterunia, Bishaolo, Iteva, Itevene, Sempre Bacalara, the Manavene. Sitchi Vicky, Bandesia, Bacalara, Vicky. Zuma Zuma Bacala. You know, I was just listening to the, um, the gentleman from the Rutherford Institute speaking about police violence, John Whitehead. And I had the very good fortune of meeting him when I was a speaker last August down in Washington, D.C. at Ron Paul's Peace and Prosperity Conference. John was one of the speakers and very touching a very giving man. And please do do what you can to support the Rutherford Institute because he's one of the few men speaking out the way he is. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze over here. The way he is on these issues of how the police are supposed to protect us and now we have to protect ourselves against them. So uh, please do what you can to support the Rutherford Institute. He's a fine man. His heart, mind, and soul are definitely in the right place. And as he said, you know, you reach in your pocket to get your license and they shoot you or whatever other excuse they give. And this isn't the America we were supposed to have. And it is a police state. And that was one of our Trends Journal covers a number of years ago. How it's become a police state. And specifically, not specifically, but it increased dramatically since 9-11. Many of you were old enough to remember when you went to the airport and it was fun. You didn't have all these stupid lines and getting felt up and frisked. It's a joke. People in wheelchairs, little kids. (laughs) And if you're going to commit a crime, you don't have to do it on an airplane. And we've become a police state. We've lost our freedoms. Freedom of speech. Look at the censorship going on. It's everywhere, around the world. They just passed a law in England. It's really the UK. It's like, like China and Russia and the US. They flagged one of my YouTubes because I called Beto O'Rourke. The white Obama, not allowed to say that. When I believed the markets were going to crash, when they were going to raise interest rates, and I wrote economic 9-11, they flagged that. Couldn't say that. So what John Whitehead of the Rutherford Institute is saying expands beyond just the police. It's at every level of life right now in the United States. In schools, no bullying zones, police in the schools. Ah, what's happened to this country? It just keeps getting worse. And with the elections coming up in the presidential reality show, more government control. 
possibly the reason why these things are happening at the level they're happening at, particularly with the military, is America's military mindset. And that's what the police are, the military. Look at the way they dress. Look at the armaments that were given to them, particularly under the Obama administration. All that old Pentagon warfare stuff. Remember when they had that Boston Marathon disaster and the people were murdered? They closed down all those places, went into people's houses. No warrants. Nothing. They did what they wanted to. Constitution didn't count anymore. No outrage. And when it happens again, they'll do it again. They'll deal with even worse. I remember seeing a video a couple of weeks ago of this SWAT team. All these tough guys, there are about 17, 18 of them, all dressed up in their uniforms, all that body armor on. And somebody was selling amphetamines or something in Chicago, and they broke into the wrong house. It was a little girl's first Little girl's birthday party, 33-year-old birthday party. No apologies. So, again, you know, I had the good fortune of meeting John Whitehead and listening to him deliver a presentation at the Ron Paul Peace and Prosperity Conference. And he's quite a gentleman. So the fish rots at the head down. The police are reacting like our military does. How about that war in Iraq, huh, folks? That George, who should be in jail, W. Bush, for lying us into war with all the other ones, the Wolfowitzes, the Penis Cheneys, one after another. The Condoleezza Rices, that mushroom cloud, remember that one? Hey, look what's going on over there in Libya now. Civil war breaking out. Remember Obama, the peace of crap, Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, launching the Libyan war with the help of Hillary Clinton, Samantha Power, and Susan Rice. We don't like the way Gaddafi's treating his people. And they made up this big story that there was going to be a slaughter in Benghazi. Just like they made up the story in the first Gulf War of Saddam Hussein's troops going into hospitals and bayonetting babies in incubators. Remember that one? The fish rots from the head down. Where's the outrage of what's going on now in Libya? It was the richest country in Africa. Far from a democracy, but what country over there is? And what country around the world is today? Barely one. Not here. It's fascism, the merger of state and corporate powers. The corporations run this country. They just had a fundraiser for little Andy Cuomo, the arrogant Cuomo. Mario's boy. Guy born on third base and thought he hit a home run. Yeah, that Andy. $25,000, you could have dinner with him. Think that buys anything for you? 
So fish rots from the head down. The Afghan war. Another war based on lies. Against the Constitution. Authority for the president to use military force. Make up this stuff. Congress is supposed to vote to go to war. Just celebrated the Kosovo War. That was a wonderful war brought to you by Bill Clinton that Bernie Sanders and others voted for. Another war based on lies. Destroyed Yugoslavia, Syria, Serbia, rather. Killed thousands of people. Still haven't recovered from it. Wonder why the military police have become militarized. That's what we have, military police. They got it from the military. Look at our military budget. You go back to 9-11, around 2002. You know what the military budget was back then? Eh, about 400, 400 billion. What is it today? Oh, well over 700 billion. And then when you put in the military industrial complex and the cyber complex, yeah, you're looking at well over a trillion. So I wonder why the police are so violent. Couldn't be because the fish rots from the head down. And that's what's going on. Empire America fading fast. The United States of America, currently the world's undisputed military and economic heavyweight, is swiftly trending into a social, cultural, and lifestyle bantamweight. Having made its mark and had its day, the USA is taking a familiar path towards self-destruction, one that has been chosen by empires past, both famous and forgotten. Whether by cosmic design or coincidence, just as the 20th century, the American century, fades into history, so too the nation's glory and prestige. Trapped in a weird number one state of mind, convinced that God blesses only America, the self-absorbed nation does not understand that the source of growing anti-Americanism transcend traditional foreign policy issues and petty jealousies. Around the world, the American way, once exalted and envied by both friend and foe, is now being perceived as the wrong way. From fast food to flagging family values, from tarnished business practices to a compromised political process, all things made in the USA 
are increasingly viewed by the global community as suspect, inferior, and out of style. I wrote that in the Trends Journal in the fall of 2002. Boy, did that cost me. You know, I used to be on Oprah, the Today Show, Good Morning America, Fox, ABC, CBS, BBC, you name it, I was there. From Brian Williams to Katie Couric. All of them. When that came out, boy, America at that time, they had tying yellow ribbons around everything that didn't move. And waving American flags everywhere. And now here we are. 17 years later. And we got Trump in the White House. And a cast of political characters running for the presidential reality show that perfectly highlight Empire America fading fast. The militarized state of America putting our money and our mind where immorality rules. Immorality no ethics, no integrity. Those words, integrity, ethics, and morality. Are not words that are spoken in or by the American culture. How can I make the most amount of money that I possibly can and I don't care who I screw over in the meantime doing it? How could I invade any country that I want using any lie that I could dream up and no one will stop me? That's what's happened to America. So going back to the Rutherford Institute, please do what you can to support it. You know, I'm launched, I've launched Occupy Peace, and I know people only have just so much money. But this is something that's very important to support. He's a wonderful man with a wonderful heart, John Whitehead. And as I said, I had the privilege of meeting him and speaking with him and listening to him. So, moving on. To the markets. Over here in the U.S., the Dow is down a bit, down for two days. And the reason being, staying on the economic front for a moment, is that there's very low expectations for higher corporate earnings. And the reason corporate earnings went up so high last year was because of the tax cuts. 
that Trump gave to the big corporations, who in turn used a lot of that money to prop up the equity markets. Stock buybacks at record levels. And that's wearing thin now. And then, of course, there is the concern of a global economic slowdown. As we've heard already from the IMS, the International Monetary Fund, or more appropriately, the International Mafia Federation, is a global slowdown. You see numbers coming out of Germany that are really low. And that's the strongest economy in Europe. And one of the strongest in the world. You're seeing numbers coming out of Japan and China, throughout Asia. How low can they go? Lower. So there's a global slowdown going on. So our forecast is that the equity markets are near their high. The valuations are going up too much for price-earnings ratio. You're going to start seeing more and more negative data coming out over the coming months. Unless, of course, one thing happens to prop the markets back up again. And you know what that is, don't you? Lower interest rates. That's right. Trump keeps trumping them. And the markets keep asking for them. That's what is going to change the situation as we see it. Temporarily, of course. Because you've already seen what happened when mortgage rates went down. Poof. Mortgage rates went down and mortgage refinancing and new mortgage applications went up. And then, within just a couple of days, mortgage rates crept up just a tiny little bit. And the next week, the numbers went down. That's what we're seeing. We have to have lower interest rates for the economy to boost itself up. You know, I was reading somewhere that it cost the American public over $500 billion, $500 billion lost because of low interest rates since the panic of 08. American savers has lost $500 billion to $600 billion in interest payments on bank accounts and money market funds thanks to the Federal Reserve's post-financial crisis policies, according to 
Wells Fargo. So this is actually a war against the savers. And that's all these cheap interest rates have done is they've made the rich very rich er, and the bigs much bigger and eliminated a lot of competition. Because mergers and acquisition activity. That's right. When you got cheap dough, you borrow it for nothing and do anything you want with it. It's like going to the uh, casino. A war against the savers. And despite this, President Trump keeps urging the feds to lower rates again to spark faster economic growth. It would take off like a rocket ship, he says. And he wants more of that quantitative easing, buying up bonds and other junk to keep the economy running along. But what are they going to do over there in Europe? Well, they already have negative interest rates. Can't lower them much more, can you? Well, more quantitative easing. So anyway, going back to the economy, my forecast is that what you see is what you have in the markets. They can go, they will go higher, but not by a lot. There'll be a Trump bump and then a Trump slump. But again, it's the presidential reality show. And he's going to do all he can to stay elected. As a matter of fact, we could have four more years of Trump the way things are going right now. That's right. The issue of socialism is going to be the big one that's going to sway this election. It's the economy, stupid as they said during the years of the Bill Clinton's campaign in 1992. And that's what it will be this year. Healthcare for all, education, college education for all. That's just going to drive the markets, the, the, excuse me, the elections. Very little will be talked about regarding foreign policy, just like you hear Virtually nothing coming out of the mouths of the politicians right now regarding foreign policy. The overt coup by the United States of Venezuela. The destruction of Libya that's going on before the world, but out of the news in most of America. You remember what Hillary Clinton said when they asked her on CBS how she felt when she heard that Muammar Gaddafi, the leader of Libya, was killed. She giggled. We came. We saw. He died. He. I wonder why she lost the election. I can't figure it out. Oh, I know why. I know why. Because what was the reason? Oh, the Russians hacked into the election. That's right. 
Go to CNN, the Cartoon News Network. Family and friends are only now learning fate of U.S. couple in the Dominican Republic. Trump repeats claims he won't release his tax returns. This is the first image of the black hole. Anything there about what's going on in Libya? Nope. Yeah, remember that arrogant John Kerry? Remember all those arrogant, oh, and if only women were in charge, Samantha Power and Susan Rice, along with Hillary Clinton, that pushed Obama, they say, into waging the Libyan war. Nothing. No coverage at all in the major media to where this deserves to be covered. Nothing. Trump could win. And I'll tell you why. You see what just happened over there in Israel? Netanyahu got reelected. Want to talk about a right-wing government? Woof! Make no bones about that one. It is clear as can be. And who helped him win? You know who? Trump had Netanyahu over here. You remember what happened, right? Netanyahu said that Golan Heights belongs to us. Yeah, we wanted an award, we're keeping it. Against, of course, international law. We'll do what we want. I'm surprised he didn't say that. Uh, it says in the Torah that God gave us this land. I mean, they used that one. We had Chucky Schumer say that one. That's why the Palestinians, they have a problem with him. Because they don't believe in the Torah. How dare they not believe in the Torah? Torah, Torah, Torah. Wasn't that a movie, a Japanese movie or something? I mean, look, everybody's entitled to their own religion and their own beliefs, but they're yours, not everybody's. And I know, I know, everybody has their religion, and their religion's a true one. Great. That's what you believe, but don't tell everybody else they have to believe it too. What did they do? They found a skull that went back 20 million years ago. And, and everything began only about 6,000 years ago? Come on. So going back to why Trump could win, it's a reality. And it's the presidential reality show. The big issues are going to be, number one, the economy. In the presidential debates and the runoff. Number two, the border issue. This is becoming a real crisis. And you saw what happened overseas in Europe, how the political landscape changed so rapidly as the refugee and migrant crisis
escalating. That's going to be number two. Number three, I forecast that Trump will announce a peace treaty and the end of the Afghan war with both well, the end of the Afghan war and also a peace treaty with North Korea. We have an electoral college. He has to win the swing states. And I believe he will have an opportunity to do that with those issues. Should the economy remain strong? He ends the wars and it's about the border issue. It's going to become a continuing issue that's only going to escalate and possibly get worse. So if he wins the swing states, four more years at Trump. But hey, who else is there? Again, the only one that I like so far is Tulsi Gabbard, the congresswoman from Hawaii, who wants to close the bases, bring home the troops, and occupy peace. So that's my candidate of choice right now. But again, the presidential reality shows just started. Step right up, step right up, and you can become a contestant. So we're going to take a break now. And if you want to call in later, you know the number, 888-874-4888, 888-874-4888. Be back in a few. You're listening to PRN, number one for progressive minds. Light Treason News, hosted by Allison Kilkenny, interviews fascinating people and wild characters in this political comedy podcast. So tune in Thursdays at 8 p.m. on the Progressive Radio Network for pop culture. Sasha Baron Cohen dresses up as different characters and interviews people. And sometimes they're just like average Americans. And sometimes they're really, really famous politicians and personalities. Politics. But we we know this song and dance, right? It was called Triangulation during the Clinton years. Yeah, and we it know was how we ended up destroying it. a bunch of the social safety net. And a sprinkling of treason. Light Treason News on the Progressive Radio Network. Stay tuned to PRN.FM for more empowering ideas from progressive voices. We're moving forward, and we hope you're coming with us. Hey, it's Jesse, PRN Station Manager. I have an exciting announcement for our amazing listeners. PRN has a new voicemail line that will allow you to connect better with our hosts. If you can't listen live but have a question or comment for one of our hosts, just call 862-800-6805. That's 862-800-6805. This feature will allow your voice to be heard on your favorite PRN show. Thank you for listening to the Progressive Radio Network. 
Hey, everybody, welcome back to Progressive Radio Network. This is Gerald Salenti and Trends This Week. It's not, it's not a pretty quiet week overall. I mean, there are a lot, you know, going through some wild times here. Yeah, this is kind of resting period. Well, a little bit, I should say, in terms of what's going on here in the States. But overseas, yeah, a lot of trouble going on there. You know, they're talking about a second Arab Spring springing up across Africa. You saw what's going on over there in Algeria. Millions of people took to the streets week after week. And they finally got rid of the ruler who's been there since 1999. He had a stroke several years ago. Hasn't spoken, hasn't spoken to the Algerian people in seven years. But the people protested and they got rid of the guy. But still isn't home free yet because the military is still taking a bit of control over there. And then Sudan. Whew, that place is up for grabs as well. People taking to the streets. Sudan's military's Loyalty to Bashar begins to crack. Sudanese soldiers have intervened to protect demonstrators demanding the overthrow of President Omar el-Bashir and a sign that security apparatus around the 30-year-old regime is fracturing. And again, 30-year-old. They never have enough. They never have enough. Once they're in power, they never want to leave. It's kind of like what's going on here in the States. Look at all the people that are running for president, congressmen, senators. Lifetime. I'm staying on the fast track to never working in your life and earning a lot of money doing it by playing a politician. Ah, Elizabeth Warren just uh, announced that uh, they're pulling out their tax returns. Eh, she's worth about 900000 Bernie Sanders over a million. And that's what this country is. It's the rich running the show. I mentioned about the tax cuts that Trump trumped us with. All the BS that was going to trickle down. You know it trickles down, don't you? 17% of American people believe their own taxes will have gone down as a result 
of Trump's tax cuts that benefited only the rich. Again, this is going on all over the world that income inequality is the major issue. And that's going to be the major issue of the 2020 elections as well. Another geopolitical issue that we've been talking about, one of the first to write about now at Trends Journal, and of course if you're interested in subscribing to the Trends Journal to read history before it happens, and to get on top of the trends and ahead of the news, you go to trendsjournal.com, trendsjournal.com. So anyway, what's going on in Venezuela? Again, we've been writing about long, long ago. We called it the Triangle of Death that was forming. We wrote about this in November of 2018, following the election of Bolsonaro in Brazil. We said a triangle was going to be formed against Venezuela, including Brazil, Argentina, and Colombia, with the backing of the United States, and that's what's happened. So now they have another blackout over there, energy blackout. And who are they blaming? The United States of America. Yep. That's who. Because all this happened just as the United States supported the illegal government of Guaido, who declared himself the president of Venezuela. This is about the fourth blackout that they've had throughout the country. And just this week, it was announced by the United States that not only they're putting more sanctions on Venezuela, but also on Iran. And this is very important because it all ties together in a way that affects us all, not only spiritually. And morally, but in our pockets. Why? Because you're seeing oil prices go up. Yeah. Thank you, Obama, for what you've done to Libya. Thanks, Trump, for what you're doing to Venezuela. Now we have oil over $70 a barrel for Brent crude. The more money that goes into the gas tanks, the less money that goes into the cash registers of restaurants, hospitality, retail. Okay? And, by the way, we just started the peak driving season. So keep driving more and keep costing you more. 
the arrogance of the United States, what they did again to Iran. The United States has branded Iran's revolutionary god a foreign terrorist organization. Oh, yeah. Look what they did, those uh, Iranian terrorists, revolutionary god. Look what they did. They invaded Libya. They invaded Iraq. They invaded Afghanistan. They're sending in all them drone strikes throughout Africa. Why, those lousy Iranian revolutionary godsters? Oh, I'm sorry. I got it mixed up. That's the American military. Yeah. That's the terrorist organization. Sending our men and women to fight in illegal wars. What do we got troops doing over there in Syria? Invaded a foreign country. Oh, just dawned on me. I just mentioned Syria. And I just mentioned before the Israeli election. Huh. How many times has Israel bombed Syria? According to the Israelis. How many times? A couple of hundred over the last few years. Now that Netanyahu's in, and he's already primed it, that he's going to be more aggressive in Syria, saying that he refuses to have the Iranians based there. And again, the Iranians were brought in by Assad, the president of Syria. They were invited in, whether you like Assad or not, as were the Russians. So it just dawned on me that you're going to see an escalation of war now. The United States just called Iran revolutionary guard of foreign terrorists, put on more sanctions against them. Iran's economy is sliding towards a deep recession because of the sanctions and Trump's pullout of the nuclear deal, which, by the way, is one of the only things that I agree with what Obama did. And Saudi Arabia. That's the other triangle that we identified as one of our top trends 2018. That they were going to spearhead an attack against Iran. And now with Netanyahu having won, as it appears now, that becomes a reality. Mike Pompeo... Secretary of State said the U.S. would, quote, bring all pressure to bear on Iran. The leaders of Iran are racketeers, not revolutionaries. 
racketeers, racketeers. How many countries is America based in? Oh, about 79, 80. How many military bases overseas? Oh, over 800. Who are the racketeers? Oh, and I forgot all the monopolies that run the country too. Yep. The Revolutionary Guard is responsible for carrying out Iranian regional policies Mr. Pompeo described as malign activities such as Iran's support for Bashar al-Assad's government in Syria and Hezbollah in Lebanon. How dare they support Assad's government when the United States, you remember Kerry and, and Obama, Assad has to go, Clinton, those are their words. How about that, huh? How dare the Iranians support Hezbollah? Oh, you forgot how Hezbollah was formed? Well, it was only that Israel invaded and occupied Lebanon for several years. And then Hezbollah formed to get rid of them. How dare they? I say they is terrorists. Going back to the presidential election, again, this is all tied together. Remember, Trump supported Netanyahu. Who's Netanyahu going to support in the next election? Trump. And we have a pretty powerful... Israeli lobby in the United States, as we know, APAC. But Beto O'Rourke, this blew me away. He called Netanyahu a racist. That's right. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> O'Rourke, the U.S.-Israeli relationship is one of the most important relationships that we have on the planet. Oh, yeah? Okay. Oh, and it's not a democracy over there either. It's an apartheid state. But anyway. And that relationship, if it is to be successful, must, be trans must transcend partisanship in the United States. And it must be able to transcend a prime minister who is a racist. Woo! Wow, what do you know? You know why they're going after Netanyahu? Because they know they're not going to get his support. So, that's what we got going on there. And, of course, we got a boo from Wisconsin calling in. And anybody else wants to call in, it's 888-874-4888, 888-874-4888. Hello, Abu. Hello, Gerald. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Springtime, so, you know, everything's a flutter. Any case, you know, you. Uh, I'm so glad you mentioned Whitehead because I've been reading his weekly postings, which are so thorough, well researched, and are so incisive. 
uh, and I'm gl- I find that to be, uh, you know, really giving a, a true picture of where we are in the right now and how, how the authorities take liberties with us, you know. This, just two more short points. The second thing is, you know, I want to report that Tulsi has almost made her 65,000 pledges uh, mark, which means she'll qualify for the debate, which will shift the narrative, you know. So she's about, I think, as of yesterday, she was about uh, 600 donors away, and, and that will, will take place imminently. Um, and the third thing, and which is the most important thing, is this recent, recent uh, 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 this, the, the recent words by that thug, two-bit thug, Mike Pompeo, about um, you know the uh, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. Now I'm agnostic about them. They have their own uh, defensive forces, uh, of, 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 just as we have our own. But uh, for him to kind of make the uh, uh, equivalence with ISIS and, in a way, put a price on the head of the um, IRGC is really inviting trouble in the worst way. We have so many American troops situated amongst um, uh, Iranian troops, whether it's in Syria, in, in, in Iraq. That is going to put American troops and the, big, the brass uh, and, you know, at harm's in harm's way, this guy is just shooting off his mouth without knowing anything. And as I have mentioned here once before, Iran, Iran, because of its geography, oil, and the Persian Gulf, Strait of Hormuz, uh, will always prevail in a conventional war against uh, uh, invasion uh, by the U.S. So that's all I have to say. Well, you said a lot. <laughs> And and it's it's everything you're you're I I agree with everything every point that you made, and uh, you talked about um, about ISIS. You know you know as I said, Libya is descending into civil war, and it was the Obama administration again. They had this UN no fly zone that was used as a pretext. To launch this this what, nearly eight month long war uh, against Libya, and they created this this phony thing called a no fly zone. It was bombs away. And what Americans will fail to admit that everybody knows that the people that overthrew Colonel Muammar Gaddafi was a CIA-backed Islamist militias. That's who they brought in to destroy Libya's security forces and to overthrow the government. But that's not discussed anymore. And then what they did, that Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner Obama, then they sent the same group into Syria. It was the same group responsible for the overthrow, attempted overthrow of the Assad government. And, you know, Obama was over there in uh, Europe speaking to a group recently. And boy, oh boy, how he is idolized. It's, I find it quite disgusting, of course. And he's railing out 
against nationalism. He said nationalism, particularly on the far right, is re-emerging. We know where that leads. Europe knows better than anyone where that leads. Well, first of all, Obama, if you want to talk about nationalism, why don't you talk about what's going on over there in Israel? You want to talk about nationalism, how about calling that one? You know, that new nation-state thing that they put up that basically only Jews have the rights there and everybody else is a third-rate citizen. How about talking about that? And now, of course, that Beto O'Rourke called Netanyahu a racist, he can't call me an anti-Semite anymore for the BS people that try to pull that kind of garbage when you talk about the atrocities that the Israelis are committing and have committed against the Palestinians. And Obama is 100% wrong. It wasn't nationalism is why Europe knows better than anywhere where that leads. Talking about World War I and World War II, it was about a bunch of crazy people running the countries that wanted to grab more land and the colonization going on in Europe, colonizing Africa and Middle East. That's what World War I and World War II are about and grabbing more countries. So that's where we're headed. And Abu made this point about speaking about Iran. This is really, really important. This is going to heat up in the Middle East. It's not going to cool down. You had that other guy running against Netanyahu, Benny Gantz. He was running commercials. He was the head of the, uh, in 2014, in Gaza, Gantz commanded it. The attack that killed over 2,000 Palestinians. He was running commercials. These videos where the title include the words, parts of Gaza were returned to the Stone Ages. Isn't that nice? Isn't that wonderful? So, in seeing where Israel is going and what has just happened, we can see war heating up. And again, what with the United States is doing with, with Iran. And it goes back to oil prices. If oil prices break over $100 a barrel, you're going to see this economy collapse around, not only the United, here, but around the world. And it's leading to that. So we suggest you consider Occupying Peace. www.occupypeace, occupypeace.com. And do what you can to help support it. Because without you doing anything to help it, we can't make it happen. Unlike the Trumpster and the others, I wasn't born on third base. My father died, may his soul rest in peace. He left me in 1977, AMC Eagle. 
So I don't have the kind of dough that the rich cats got. So OccupyPeace.com, the Trends Journal, TrendsJournal.com to read history before it happens. And again, you know, we're the only magazine out there that's putting the future in front of you so you could prevail and prepare. It's not what you know, it's when you know it. And we let you know it before it happens. Again, what's going on in the Middle East, what's going on in Venezuela, slowing global economy, when all else fails, they take you to war. And that'll get the people's mind off the economy. It always does. This is Gerald Salenti, Progressive Radio Network. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Sempre bacalada, mano, Danny. Se te vi que a banda se é bacalada, fique mesmo.